Welcome Builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Welcome, Builders. This is episode 36 of the Build Your Success Podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing building your talent bench. As most of the listeners know, I am very excited about workforce development, so I'm really excited to have a guest today. Lori Long is with us today. She's the host of the newly launched podcast, Odyssey of Success. Lori is a nationally recognized educator turned talent development expert. With nearly two decades of experience in the classroom, Lori understands how to help individuals grow and achieve their highest potential. Following her tenure in education, Lori shifted her focus to leading community initiatives as the executive director of Downtown Lakeland Partnership, a nonprofit based in Florida. In both sectors, Lori thrived in connecting talented individuals to the right opportunities to further their success. After relocating to Indianapolis in 2018, Lori signed on as the Associate Director of Business Solutions at Employee Indy. There, she is responsible for helping organizations increase retention, reduce turnover, and support the state's 3E initiative, Employee, Enlist, Enroll. With a deep track record of supporting organizational growth through individual talent development, Lori founded Lori Long Consulting and partners with companies who face staffing challenges due to the lack of certified talent Lori is a graduate of Trinity International University. She has held numerous board positions, including Emerge Lakeland, Florida, Central Florida Speech and Hearing, and the Carmel Education Foundation. She is a sought-after keynote speaker and an expert on topics related to trade-based talent shortages. Welcome to the podcast today, Lori. Good morning. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, it's great to have you, and you know, you and I had a little conversation before this, and I'm, I'm encouraged and inspired by what you're doing, and I think it really uh, complements what we're trying to do in workforce development and, and, and making the tie and, and from education to uh, real-world experiences. So I'd love to just dive right in. You know, one of the things you said in your application for the podcast is building your talent bench Schools prepare students for their futures. Employers post open positions and pray to find the right fit for said positions. We need to start earlier. Sports scouts start looking at their prospects in middle school. So that is really speaks to me, and I want, to, I want you to expound on that for our listeners, why we need to get started so much sooner than we are. Absolutely. I'd love to. So just a little background. I know you read my bio, and it's always interesting to hear my bio being read. Um, allowed. Um, so again, thank you for letting me share my passion with your listeners. So what's so important, if you look at things from a teacher's perspective, is teachers are teaching curriculum. They're teaching uh, knowledge-based learning. So uh, testing and, and uh, teaching a skill and having the students show that that skill is something that they have achieved, and then they move forward. So when you talk to a high school student, the amount of high school students that are disengaged because they don't understand what's next. They don't see a pathway. Passions are not um, ignited. So it's just, especially in my generation, it was, where are you going to college? And it doesn't matter if you know what you want to major in. You just you hang out for a couple of years and take some classes and see what 
see what you like and then figure it out. And, and as you can see, that has not worked well, <laughs> um, especially in our trade. It is not a state problem. It's not a local problem. It's not a national problem. It's a global epidemic that our trades are suffering because the lack of trained, certified, ready-to-go workers. And so if we can get a hold of – and if you ask me, it's going to be a biased question. I think we need to start in preschool and kindergarten, but I think fifth grade is a solid place to start. So um, fifth graders need as much career exposure as possible. So when you look at career exposure and then career experience, you can see things like guest speaking, talent tours, where, where students go to a location and they see what in the world it means to be in a trade, to be a welder, to be in construction, to be in a hospital. If you ask a fourth grade student, what do you want to do when you grow up? They'll go, I don't know, maybe a doctor or maybe be a mom or work at a store they love. It's because that's the Exposure they have on a normal basis. So, as I said before when we were talking, if you can get industry professionals to understand that being in a school, being in a middle school and being in a high school shows students, listen, I know when we talk about construction, you think of two or three jobs, but there are 5,000 jobs within the construction industry. There's commercial construction. There is residential construction. So not only is the exposure important on things that they like, it's very critical on things that they hate because I could decide I want to do something, go out on site and see it and say, well, that would have been a complete waste of a four-year degree because I actually don't like it. So I think the more that we get businesses to take off that philanthropic lens of let me go volunteer my time because it's the right thing to do and see that what they're doing they're molding their talent. You get to have future employees learn your culture of your business, learn what you do, and then they see the why of graduating high school. They see if I can just get through these core classes and get this checkbox marked, then I can go work for the student employer. Then I get to go do all of this stuff. And so then we have buy-in. We have the understanding of the why because the culture that we're talking about now, these kids that are graduating, if you don't get them to understand a why into your why, they are job hoppers. They are not committed. They will leave you, and then your turnover is drastically uh, uh, bad for your bottom line, and it just adds to more and more cost for you. So it really is the earlier exposure, the better, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, and those are some great examples for, for getting in there and, and being in, in the middle schools, to your point, high schools is what I'm doing. And as you alluded to, you get to pick, you know, hey, this student has looks like they have a lot of potential and, and start mentoring them and determining can they can they help you maybe as an intern at your company or maybe as a, a full term employee at your company. And, and you can start. Well, the thing that uh, okay. Go ahead. you can. Well, the thing that people don't realize that if you're not involved in high schools is most high schoolers are almost done with all of their credits. So they will go to school for two hours a day, and then they get to go home. So what we're doing in Indiana, which is so exciting, uh, my team and I have built a program called talentbound.org, or, or that's our website, but it's called Talentbound. And what we're doing here is we are building paid internships and apprenticeships within um, Marion County. And what that looks like is a high school student will do, well, first of all, let me back up this just a minute. The state of Indiana has a graduation pathways requirement. Every student 
in the state of Indiana must have a work-based learning experience to be able to graduate. That's why there are the three E's, enroll, enlist, employ. When you pick your pathway, if you're going to enlist, uh, which I think is a fantastic idea. I was an Army brat. My dad was a West Pointer, and I, I think uh, the military is a phenomenal choice. Um, or if you want to enroll, if you look at um, within any industry, if you have a student that is really, really excited about going to Florida, Florida State, or Clemson, and they know what they want to graduate uh, doing, you can still offer them a phenomenal internship, get them really excited so that Florida doesn't bleed talent or Indiana doesn't bleed talent. Go get your degree and then come back. And every summer that you're home and you're not doing anything, come intern for me again and build that relationship. And even if you don't hire them within your industry, you're still strengthening your industry. So you can look at um, most of our students that enroll in college within two years are a little bit disengaged and they go into the workforce anyway. Some students don't have the money to pay for college. They have to work during college. So why not work within that industry at the same time as you're going to school to learn about that industry? It just strengthens everything on both sides for the future employee and the employer. And the really exciting news is all of that training in high schools and in college with those students, most of it is very inexpensive. It's less uh, on your payroll than hiring a brand new employee. And then you are, uh, the return on investment is, is unbelievable. Absolutely, and and I always like to talk about earning while you learn. Uh, it's it's so much yeah. better than, than that that student debt loan. If, if you can earn while you learn, and maybe you can pay for some classes in college, and and not put right. yourself in this, this crisis that this country's in with, with student loan debt. I mean, just let's just be honest. Oh my heavens! <laughs> and then, it's a it's an ugly crisis. I tell uh, the students I work with, not only am I trying to uh, uh, find some employees. But I'm also, I'll just be honest, I'm training my customers. When they go to work somewhere at some big yes, organization, corporation, they're going to remember, hey, Brian helped me in the classroom. What can his business do for me? I have full confidence in that. Believe it with my heart and just know I'm, I'm, we're not wasting our time when we're helping young people. And ah, agreed. Yes. Yes. And you're, you're creating beautiful employees for someone else. That's what I mean. So even if you didn't, didn't hire them, you're, yes, you're creating a customer base, but the soft skills, which I would like to refer to them uh, internationally as foundational skills, because they're not soft. They're something that you must have to be a good employee. The things that you're learning from mentors and from job shadows and from internships and apprenticeships, uh, we assume, a lot of us assume, that they just understand how to be polite and students just understand. And why aren't they doing A, B, and C that I expect? It's because they don't know. They weren't taught those things. And so you and I come from uh, one place. They come from another place. And so we have to teach those things. And one of the things that I talk about all the time when I talk about training employees, and this goes with our interns and apprentices in high school as well, is training seems to be something that we all get stuck in the muck. It has to be very in-depth and very overwhelming. It's actually very simple. It's teaching someone how to do something in the simplest way possible so that they can master that and then get better. It's not a deep dive immediately. It's something that we're teaching. So you being with the students that you're being with and you're building your customer base, you're also teaching them, hey, this is why it's important to be on time. This is why it's important to call in if you're going to be sick. This is why it's important to, when you're there, be fully there. I don't say don't use your cell phone because I don't want you to be 
enjoying your day, I say don't use your cell phone because it takes you away from what you're doing. I need you here. I need all of you. I need your brilliance. And so when we when we look at training and we look at mentorship and we look at students being in the workplace, we have got to teach them how to be adults and not assume that they come with those skills already as a package deal. Yeah, and I've, and I've actually seen that and experienced that. It's so true that uh, they may not have been taught by their parents or their their uh, training basis uh, how how to, to navigate the real world and how to communicate. And the students we deal with, they they they, they talk about the, these team building events we're doing with them. They're like, I never realized it took this much and, and having to deal with so many personalities to get a project done. And when they have that awakening, it's like, that's what we're here for. Right, right. That aha moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and the other thing uh, that you mentioned in my intro, the posting and praying, that's something that I see on a regular basis that really breaks my heart. You know, when um, any company, uh, pick an industry, pick a company, when they post something on LinkedIn or they post something on, on, on Indeed, they are posting a job description that has either been created for them by their company or created for them by HR. And they are putting out their, let's say, five years experience. Well, I could honestly sit at a company for three to five years and be terrible at my job, but I could click on that link and say, absolutely, I have five years experience. But if we talk about skills and competencies and we talk about what does five years experience mean? What does that mean I can do in that industry? If I'm very clear and I say, I would like for you to have been in welding for five years, but if you can do these seven things as a welder, I'll take you if you have two years experience. You know, it's really being very clear on what you expect and what you want. And the process of posting and praying or the other ugly part of this process is as an employer, as an employee seeking a new job, I will click on things, not me personally, but I'll click on things, say, oh, I can do that. When I, I have no idea if I could do that, but I'm hoping to do that because I'm unhappy. Maybe I have a bad manager. I'm not making enough money, whatever the issue is. So when I work with clients, we talk about hiring, fixing hiring now, but the critical piece that everybody has to get on board with is building those future pipelines of talent because in five years, it's not going to get any better unless we're intentionally pouring into these students and these, uh, even adults. If we are having training programs provided where we can really get them that experience and we can really be very transparent about this is what it means to work for this industry. These are the skills and competencies I need from you versus a blanket. I'd like you to have a bachelor's degree, preferred master's, that means nothing. And so we really have to change the narrative. And um, I think that Polk County Schools especially – is very well set up for that. I would love to be able to bring um, what we have done in Indianapolis to Polk County because I think that uh, Tampa and, and Orlando being so close and Lakeland being the phenomenal city that it is and all of Central Florida, I think that what we want to do with the students there and the students here in Indiana and all over our nation is we want to create phenomenal residents who stay <laughs> instead of bleeding talent and people going, well, I'm going to chase this um, higher-paying job, and then I'm not happy, but I have a higher-paying job. So I think there there needs to be a lot of intentionality from from our businesses and from our corporations to build these future pipelines of talent. 
Yeah, and as you alluded to, this this is not a a local. So you you say Lakeland, Lakeland Polk County area, Florida. Yeah. But but I was at a trade association for the southeast this week, and three different presenters got up there and, and gave us this this bleak uh, di- diagnosis that we are going to run out of people <laughs> when you're at three percent unemployment, yep. and in some cases one percent unemployment. And these hot markets, which Central Florida happens to be one of those. Yes, it, it, is. It, it is. We have got it, it, we have got to get busy creating this pipeline of talent. It, it's something that it, yeah. we can't continue talking about the problem and kicking the can. We're gonna have to pick the can up and start pouring into it with new new uh, individuals that that want to do something that has results and want their results oriented young yeah. people that they're no different than than we were when we wanted a career. Uh, Yes, they have mm-hmm. different strengths and qualities and maybe different ways of doing things with the phones and, and technology, but we can actually use that. I, I keep saying that oh, technology yeah. <laughs> may be the answer to it, like skills training. If we could do skills training mm-hmm. virtually, how, how, how oh. big a deal is that? So I, I think the millennials have the answers to our problems. They're not the problem. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. And and everyone keeps saying technology is going to take our jobs. No, no, they're not going to take our jobs. It's changing and morphing our jobs, right? So agreed. And uh, I walked into, uh, I had a hiring project with 911 dispatch here in Indianapolis. And so I walked into their hub, the 911 hub, which I had never been in before uh, in, uh, in my life. I've never walked into a 911 office. And I see eight people sitting in a big room. Each person has eight screens. Each screen is a different process that they're working on. And immediately I went, gamers, this is the perfect job for gamers because they've already been their entire life uh, way far. They're way better than I could ever be because, you know, my last gaming experience was Mario Brothers. (laughs) But um, these kids have been creating their own talent they didn't even know that they needed and if you wanted to sit in a room and work on six screens and solve problems and be really in depth doing multiple tasks at once this is the job for you and it has a it has fantastic benefits it has a fantastic uh length of 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 industry um you know really i think you're right i think technology is going to be a great thing and the other piece is a lot of our students uh in indianapolis and of course the students i taught at oxford pope it's an unfortunate aspect that the students are often seen as breadwinners for their family. They are, they have to have a job because they have to help their family with whatever it is. Why are we asking them to work at McDonald's or Target or wherever? And not that those are bad places, but if I want to hire this student in a really specific industry, these paid internships and paid training, again, is less than a new hire you don't have them all day, and then you're training them to be your future employees. This is the answer to all of the questions. And here's the problem. Business runs at 90 miles an hour, and I apologize if you hear my little doggies toenails on my hardwood floor. <laughs> um, business runs at 90 miles an hour. Schools run at 22 miles an hour, and they don't know how to talk to each other. Schools will say, nobody's helping us. Businesses don't care. They don't care about my students. We have no idea how to handle or get a, a get a hold of a, a decision maker within a corporation to help us. And businesses will say, I have offered a hundred times to help that school and nobody ever says yes because there's not an intermediary standing in the gap going, okay, 
this is how we talk to each other. Businesses, I need you to do these things. Schools, I need you to do these things. Example here, when we created Talent Bound, um, my coworker Michelle created an air table. And what teachers in Indianapolis and Marion County do is on the air table, they put up a request. I need a guest speaker for this. I need mock interviews for this. So it's almost like on a wall, a little post-it notice posted by a teacher. Um, an AP teacher will say, I want a lawyer to come talk about X, Y, or Z. Our team takes the virtual post-it, we go to our business partners that we have an establishing relationship with, and we say, I need a guest speaker for this. It is no more work for the teacher. It is no more work for the business. It's our team standing in the gap saying, okay, we're going to fix this for everybody. And then it's a win-win for both. And that is when this relationship starts. So it's a gradual release model of teaching the businesses and educational facilities how to fish. We're going to hope in three to five years that they don't need us as much. But right now, they can't talk to each other and they don't know how to communicate. Well, that that plays right into your laying out expectations of employees and employers. The same can be said for if I'm going to volunteer at a school or, or a school needs a volunteer, rather than saying, I need volunteers or I'm willing to volunteer, let me know when, if we would get specific about what day you need somebody who you like, you're, you're, you suggest, you said it, hey, put the board up, this is what we need, when can you do it? That's going to be a whole right. lot better than an ambiguous because then it's overwhelming. It's like, oh, they need me to come in. How long? How many, they might want me every week for 52 weeks. Uh, right. But right. If you can right. Put timeline on and, and let them see, uh, let give some of these, uh, because we, hey, like you said, we're going 90 miles an hour in business. It's very yes, hard to carve out your time. But, but what if we could have a fill in time? Or, hey, I, I got a gap in my mm-hmm. schedule. Maybe I can go to the school and do this this day. So. Oh boy, this is right, great stuff. Right. I, I, I know you have a, a, the same passion I have for this, so we could go on and on. Uh, <laughs> we could. <laughs> I, uh, I like to keep this for like a commute, so 25, 30 minutes, and we're there. So right. tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you. I've already written down the talentbound.org. I'll add that to the description. But how else? where else can they get okay. a hold of you? Well, I have a website. Uh, it is laurielongconsulting.net. And uh, there on every single page um, is a little button that says contact Lori now. And it really talks about trainings that I offer and things that I, uh, my consulting work will come in and, and, and do. Um, and then I also, my email uh, at my, uh, my work email is Lori L L O R I L at Lori long net. And Really, I would just love to have conversations with people and be that translator and intermediary. And thank you so much again for um, for having me. And the Audacity podcast, the Audacity of Success uh, podcast, we have one episode. And what I'm really excited about is that is pulling back the curtain on job seekers that are underemployed, unemployed, or people that are stuck in a job that they don't love because of all the stuff we've already talked about. And I'm highlighting people that will tell the why of success. What is that? What First of all, what is your definition of success and how in the world did you do it? Because that's the thing. We see highlight reels and we go, oh, I can't do that. I'm not even started. But it just takes getting started. And so that's what that uh, podcast is going to be. It's really just going to be asking those questions. What sucked? What was what was bad? What, was, what did you fail at? But what did that failure teach you? And then how did you move forward? Who inspired you? All of the good stuff in a process that a lot of people keep very private because it's not fun to share the daily grind, you know. So thank you again for having me. 
Oh, that's wonderful, and I love that message. It's going to be a great message. So for our listeners, get out there and, and find that Audacity of Success podcast. Listen to that. It's a great message. It, it really parallels with what we're doing here, and you can't have enough people spreading this message. So that's great, Lori. Agreed. <laughs> for our listeners, go over to our website, www.buildcs.net. See there, we, we offer some disc consulting. We offer some corporate training. But what I'd really like for you to do is either suggest a guest for the podcast, somebody you want to hear from, or apply to be a guest yourself. Again, that's www.buildcs.net. Thanks for listening today. Remember to build yourself and to build others. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.